Good morning, everyone. Today is Wednesday, October 14th, and we're in Psalm 39 today. Uh, Psalm 39 is entitled, What is the Measure of My Days? Psalm 39 is an individual lament, and it's a lament that articulates the reality of life. It articulates the challenges that we face in life, and it articulates the universal quest that human beings have always had for meaning. It kind of tackles that question, what is the purpose of life? Uh, it starts out by the psalmist recognizing that he, he's, he has a problem, and he doesn't say what that problem is. We don't know if it's a disease. We don't know if there's a spiritual issue. Uh, some people believe that because of the reflective nature of the psalm, uh, the psalmist was in distress about getting older, which was causing him to question life's meaning. But he starts out in verse 1 to 3, making the decision that in the midst of the problem that he's facing, whether it is a disease, whether it is a spiritual issue, whether it is just a, a struggle with getting older that's making him reflect on the meaning of life, he decides that he's going to keep quiet about it. He, said, I, he says in verse 1, I said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle so long as the wicked are in my presence. I was mute and silent. I held my peace to no avail and my distress grew worse. My heart became hot within me as I mused. The fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. So as I said, the, the psalmist makes this commitment. Okay, I'm not going to talk about this challenge that I'm going through. And this is an honorable thing to do. He was making the decision to control his tongue. And we know what James says about controlling the tongue. Uh, he makes this decision to control the tongue. And he made this decision, as we can see in verse 1, uh, because of wicked people in his presence. He says, so long as the wicked are in my presence, I'm going to have a muzzle on my mouth. So this is showing a lot of wisdom, right? Sometimes when we're in difficulties, we like to talk about it. And we like to talk about it because it makes it makes us feel better. Um, we like to share what's going on with us with other people. But we need to be aware of the audience that's around us. He's aware of the audience around him. And he's saying, these people are not godly. And so if I start sharing with them, they're in no way going to help me. And that's a wise outlook to have. And we should have that kind of outlook as well. When we're going through a difficult time, we want to be careful of who we speak to. We want to be careful of how we speak because the ungodly, uh, they're not going to turn us to God. They're not going to turn us in the right direction. They're going to listen to our complaints and they're probably going to egg us on a little bit in our complaints. And, and we don't want to, as the psalmist says, profane the name of God. We trust in the almighty, the sovereign hand of God, and we don't want to profane him by complaining, uh, in what we're going through. And so that's the decision he makes. He says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay silent. I'm gonna remain submitted to the Lord. And this shows great wisdom. But what happened, as you can see in verse two and three, is the psalmist found it really difficult to do this. And the more he tried to keep silent, uh, his distress grew worse. He became more and more uneasy. So he decided, I, I have to speak. But he makes a wise choice again because he speaks directly to the Lord. In verse 4 to 6, we see him go to the Lord. He says, O Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. So he's struggling with this 
problem in his life. He makes the wise decision not to speak to the ungodly. He goes directly to the Lord. And what does he ask him? He says, Lord, help me to understand how quick my life is. Help me to understand that I am but a breath. And help me to know that the that my days are short. And so what, what he's asking the Lord here is he's asking the Lord for wisdom. He's asking the Lord, what is the purpose of life? He wants to know, how should he live life? He doesn't want to focus on the problem that he's facing. He wants to know, how do I live life in the midst of this problem and in the midst of every moment that you have given me? Because I understand that my life is short. And in verse 6, he concludes uh, man's existence and future is uncertain. In verse 6, he says, Surely a man goes about as a shadow. Surely for nothing they are in turmoil. He, he concludes that man's existence is, is uncertain. And this reminds us, of course, of the entire message of the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, that, you know, everything is vanity, as Solomon says. Uh, what the psalmist is, is trying to realize in this prayer and is seeking the Lord about is he's trying to realize that his importance is minimal in comparison to God's. And by doing so, he's trying to put the problem that he's dealing with in context. And so he wants to remind himself, my importance, even though I think I'm incredibly important, my importance is rather minimal in comparison to the God of the universe. You know, we have this ability as human beings to put a lot of value on busyness, to put a lot of value on accomplishments, and we think that they give us status. But the reality is that each man shares the same fate. All of us have but a breath here on earth. And so he concludes that because our existence is but a breath, um, I need to focus on what the Lord wants me to do as opposed to this problem that I'm fretting about that's in front of me. And so in verse 7 and 8, it brings the psalmist to an important question. He says, he asks the Lord, for what do I wait? He asks the Lord, okay, what is the meaning of life? What do I look for in life? And what he concludes in the rest of the psalm is that he concludes nothing is reliable unless his hope is in God. He, he's, he's trying to give himself a bigger perspective. He's trying to understand that, okay, all of life is but a breath. There's nothing to hope in unless my hope is in God. And, and that can be brought down into this problem, the situation that I'm facing, that it's not so big a deal if my hope is in God, because that is so much greater than even this momentary affliction. That is so much greater than even my life as a whole. And so he's trying to raise his perspective to understand that this problem that I'm facing, my life as an entirety, um, it ultimately doesn't matter unless my hope is in God. And if my hope is in God, then I don't need to worry about this problem because as he ends in verse 12 and 13, he recognizes God as the one who sustains him. He recognizes God as the one who delivers him. Right? Verse 12 and 13, he says, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears, for I am a sojourner with you, a guest like all my fathers. Look away from me that I may smile again before I depart, and I am no more. 
So after reflecting on all of this, the writer of the psalm comes to the following conclusion. He concludes, the meaning of life, or what do I look for in life, is I look for God. I look to God. I hope in God. I trust in God. Uh, I live for God. He, he recognizes that having God in our lives is what gives us hope. Having God in our lives is what makes life meaningful. And be, to be apart from God means that our life is, is meaningless. It is but, but a breath that doesn't matter. Because we have such little control of what happens in our life. But when we have a relationship with the Lord, uh, who is in control, it makes our life meaningful. And so the psalmist comes to this conclusion that what is required in his life, what is needed in his life, is a renewed commitment to God in the midst of what he's struggling with and in the bigger reality that life is but a breath. He has this renewed commitment to God knowing that that's where his hope and meaning and everything comes from. And, and that's really what the lesson that we should take from this psalm, that uh, we should have a renewed commitment to God knowing that he is where our meaning comes from, that everything that seems like meaningless occurrences in our life are actually tied into the bigger picture and the bigger purpose that God has. And so what becomes completely meaningless apart from the Lord is completely meaningful when you're in a relationship with the Lord.